0: Hi there, and welcome to the Kingdom Sexuality Podcast. We're Paris and Alana, friends who have a heart for intimacy and long to uncover God's truth and design for sexual freedom within marriage. Welcome here.
1: Welcome back to our podcast, you guys. We have a very, very exciting series ahead of us for the next few weeks. And that is our premarital series. So we are getting so much good stuff on the podcast for you guys. We have special guests as well that will be appearing here over the next couple of weeks. And we are just praying that God blesses you through all this coaching and that He speaks to us through this, and that you guys are just ultimately like so blessed and have direction to go towards uh, in your relationships. Intentional Mm -hmm. direction, I should say. Yes. (laughs) So, Alana and I were talking here, and we're like, you know, going over, we have a guideline kind of what we're going over, and we're like, you know what? Before we go into anything, there was something the Holy Spirit just really placed on both of our hearts to share with you guys, and um, that is the topic of being unequally yoked. So, we're going to start out on that foundation, because it's ultimately going to determine the rest of everything
0: for Mm -hmm. for your
1: relationships and for this series. So if you guys pick up your Bible and you check out 2 Corinthians 6.14, in the context of marriage, Paul says, do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. And you guys can feel free to study that. The gist of it is that if you're not on the same page with your future spouse now, you could be walking into disaster because I love how um, we had Jodi on the podcast. Do you remember this <laughs> point, Alana? And Jody said, yes. why would you not want to have a spouse? And she was specifically talking about the husband, praying over you, covering you in protection and just fighting the spiritual warfare and lifting you up and helping you grow. Like, why would you not want that? That's what God's designed for us in marriage.
0: And I was Mm -hmm. like, that
1: was such a good point. And that's ultimately what you will miss out on if you're not taking this seriously. So Alana, we also talked about, you know, if you're with someone now that is not on the same page with you, you know, ask the questions like, do they pursue God the same way that you do? Do they have the same morals? Do they have the same intentions? Do they have goals? Are they intentional people? Um, because if you are and they aren't, you really need to do some soul searching and really bring this back to the Lord.
0: Yeah, and even just um, having those conversations because maybe it's, I don't know, you just, you do life and then you meet up and you're like, I don't even know what their their spiritual life looks like specifically or things like that. So maybe even just to have those conversations. Absolutely. But at the same time, we know that there's some of you who are in, relationships already. You are already married. um, And you are unequally yoked. And you are like still loved by God. That's not, you know, there's nothing there. Yeah, (laughs) that's not part of the
1: problem. There's no problem. No, no, no.
0: No problem there. Um, But, you know, there are definitely, that definitely comes with its own set of struggles. You can just run into different road bumps that you wouldn't necessarily have um, being married to someone who was also a believer That's right. um but in so in first peter 3 1 uh it says uh likewise wives be subject to your own husbands so that even even if some do not obey the word that they may be won over without a word by the conduct of their wives mm-hmm. when they see your respectful and pure conduct
1: yes
0: so paris we chatted about that um and I really like the point you made. So yes, you know, even if you're not married, you know, everything we do should be reflecting the image of God, right? We That's should sweet. be mirrors of him in whatever we do. Yeah. But at the same time, I like how can you you should just say it because you said it really well. Um, how we don't want to just use this verse as like a, a green light to just do it anyway, because yeah.
1: so when Alan and I were talking about this, I was just like, you know, because I've worked with quite a few young women and just different, um, different events and stuff that I've spoken at and just the girls and you know, close by churches and stuff. And this is a very common topic and they're like, well, my man isn't a believer. And so they always bring this verse up and I'm proud that they know this verse, but I'm also like, you need to listen to this. If you're using this verse as an excuse for your man's behavior and not stepping up to his calling in Christ, you're doing it wrong. And Mm -hmm. it's a dangerous path to go on to. So do some serious heart work. If this is something that you find is relatable in your relationship that you don't know if your um, boyfriend, girlfriend, uh, fiancé is – you don't know where they're at spiritually – like Alana said, do some big conversations and soul searching and praying over that, and then work from there. And we're gonna get into some other things to help you guys with that as we go on. Um, but what we're gonna go into now is talking about the traits and callings of a godly marriage. So this will help. This is a really awesome guideline for you guys that we put together. So Alana, do you want to take? Do you want to take the first one? Yeah, let's do it. So.
0: Uh, traits calling this a godly marriage. So, step into ownership of your marriage, and go full in with oneness and unity within your marriage. Mm-hmm. So, um, Genesis two twenty four talks about the leaving and cleaving, right? Like a man should leave his father and mother. What is it? A man? Yeah, leaves his father and mother. <laughs> okay, <laughs> and becomes one with his wife, right? Yeah. Um, so yes, so important. That you are, you know, you are becoming one, right? Yeah. This is, it's exactly that. Going forward in oneness. Yeah. Um, in unity. Yeah. In your marriage. Yeah. As one little team.
1: That's right. I That's was just right. going to say, establish that teamship and that ground mm-hmm. immediately. Like even in your, you know, in your engagement, you guys, you know, you, you've you got a grasp on your relationship. You're engaged. You know, you're working towards marriage, like pretty much indefinitely at that point. And If you are not really taking into consideration what it means to leave and cleave, because it starts now, um, Mm -hmm. we encourage you guys to do that. Really study the scriptures on that and look at, you know, your own relationships with your families, friends, uh, work, peers, whatever it may be. Because if any of them are becoming, you know, any kind of wedge or coming in between you and your Fiance, or they're not uplifting you both in this journey, boundaries need to be set. And this is really huge about setting boundaries. And Mm -hmm. I just can't emphasize that enough, how healthy it is to get on the same page now and really set those boundaries about what it means to be your own, to be one together.
0: Yeah. And it reminds me too of, um, I think it was in one of the holiday episodes, but just um, being on the same team. Yeah. as well. Like I remember we talked about that a little bit. It's um, just like, just taking your spouse's side and like standing up for them. You know, right. if, if someone else is saying something that you're like, Hey, like, that's not a cool thing to say, or, you know, no, I'm not, and I'm not going to bring that up right now. Like, that's not really something we need to talk about. That's something me and my yeah. husband need to talk about or whatever. Right. But like you said, it's exactly that just making those boundaries and firm lines. Um, and yeah, owning your marriage.
1: Yeah, That's good. You're establishing roots and it's so important to take ownership of that. Okay, the next one that kind of segues well into this is looking at your role as a husband and wife or future husband and wife um, in marriage, biblically, what does the Bible have to say about your roles within marriage? This is a fun thing for you guys to study. And I we highly encourage you guys to go into the scriptures and study this together, pull up you know, a little like search on the internet of all the verses about marriage and, you know, all of the um, examples within the Bible of married couples. You can learn so much from them. And one of my personal favorites is Ruth and Boaz. I think the book of Ruth is just phenomenal in what it actually teaches in there. So checking those out and really using those to reflect back into your relationship and implement those back in your relationship is huge. So I mean, I'm gonna leave this mostly up to you guys to do, but some things to note is a husband is the anointed head of the home, okay? So he's spiritually the anointed head of the home, okay? He's your protector, he's the ultimate shield to you, to his family in every way, shape and form. That is his beautiful divine calling as a husband. Okay, the wife, I mean, we have so many callings, but these are just some really big ones that we really felt were laid on our heart to share with you guys. The wife's calling is to literally be like her husband's BFF, like the ultimate BFF. You are the homemaker. You're the gatekeeper of your home. You have the beautiful opportunity to raise godly children if that's something that you desire and what God blesses you with. Um there's just so many beautiful callings that ultimately the husband-wife will complement each other because we have different callings. We also have callings that are the same, but I think it's important for you guys to check out, okay, what are the traits of a godly wife? What are the traits of a godly husband? How are we going to implement these and how are we going to hold each other accountable to these things and really start intentionally working towards that now? yeah that's good so the next one we have
0: here is this is like the wedding verse it's the wedding (laughs) verse the wedding chapter or whatever um so first corinthians 13 so Mm -hmm. just above all to put on love and pursue christ which again reminds me of um you know the keep your love on episode we did yes right above all keep your love on (laughs) on. you know even if you're um You're prepping for the wedding and, you know, we are a couple months out. You've got everything on your plate, on your mind, especially in the season. You're like, what's it going to look like? Who are we going to invite? Like there's so many different things to keep in mind. Um, But that despite the, you know, unknowns or the stress or, you know, daily life of things going on that you can intentionally love on each other well.
1: That's right. Um, Because starting that practice now is going to echo in your marriage in the future, you know, if you're intentional now about making that a framework for your marriage, that you are pursuing each other as a couple above all else and putting that love on for each other above all else, that is huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I love absolutely. that, you know, going into our next point, the love and respect aspect that comes into marriage. Love and respect and honoring each other is huge. I love... um The Love and Respect book. If you guys haven't read that, that's in our library on our Kingdom Sexuality Ministry page. Um, Go get that book. It is so good for preparing you guys through dating and engagement and into marriage. Even if you're already married, get that book. It applies to every season of life Um, and it's just huge. So, really understanding what love means, what respect means, what honoring each other means within marriage is Mm -hmm. a huge framework, again, to establish now and work through that. And I love in Ephesians 5, you guys, Ephesians 5 covers the emotional intimacy as well as sexual intimacy side of things. So go read that and study that too. (laughs) While I'm telling you a thousand things to study. You guys have work ahead of you, but I promise (laughs) it's worth it. Um, But Ephesians 5 (laughs) is so beautiful because it talks about that. You know, it talks about um, honoring each other's bodies. It talks about being the, on the same team and being one and being equals. You know, like uh, there's just so many good things in mm-hmm. there that you can glean from uh, on every on every level. You know, we like from emotional to sexual. It's such a good chunk of scripture for marriage specifically.
0: Yeah, and I love how it really actually covers the whole love and respect part because it's totally. like wives respect your husbands um and husbands you know love your wife as like you yes. love like as Christ loves the church which yeah. is exactly exactly the love and respect thing so yeah very cool that matched yes, up well I love that. <laughs> that was good planning there <laughs> <laughs> and the last one we have for
1: you guys uh is to engage in regular sex for premarital training like even getting yeah. your brain on that now, because you guys, if you don't have these conversations now, it doesn't get easier in marriage. And that probably sounds crazy to you, but take it from us.
0: <laughs> yeah. So Genesis 1, 27, 28 shares God's words over Adam and Eve as he blesses them specifically over their marriage bed and having babies, right? Yeah. Um, be fruitful and multiply.
1: Yes. It's important now to like like we said, to really set that foundation and know that engaging in intimacy sexually is a very, very important and crucial aspect of a healthy, godly marriage. So especially for those of you who maybe have grown up in culture or home that has either glorified sex to an unhealthy level and is just very worldly, It's a worldview of sex, or it's been shunned and turned into something that looks really dirty to you, start working on that mindset now, please, before you yeah. get married, please, yeah. um, really start uncovering the lies and deep roots that you've believed about sex and sexuality, your own sexuality, and bring those to the surface and start cleansing yourself of that because... When you get to your wedding night, you don't want to have to deal with all that cred, okay? Deal with it now. That's why this is a preparation series. Dealing with that now is going to save you so much in the future. So if that is something that you do know you really struggle with, uh, Alana and I highly recommend that you get on with a pastor couple that can counsel you through this or a Christian counseling um, group that can counsel you through this and just really get to the bottom of things. And can I just say, can we normalize like counseling? Like hmm. we're all not perfect, okay? <laughs> yeah. None of us. And I feel like there's just been this picture that's been depicted that you have to have a serious problem to go to counseling with or that if you are taking counseling that you have a serious problem. That is not true. Just throw that lie out the window right now. Um, Jesus reminds me as I look through the scripture and listen to his words and, and look at all the things he was constantly doing with people he was counseling people 24 7 okay like that's why we have counselors that's why we have people praying over us that's why we have accountability partners that's all counseling it's normal it is a normal part of life and we should embrace that so we really encourage you guys to embrace that um, as an option as you find deep-rooted things if you do have that mm-hmm within your hearts and like tackle that full on yep
0: yes so another thing actually another uh, book that comes to mind when you mentioned you know what kind of your upbringing how that Mm -hmm. forms your mind and your view of sex and what it will be like Mm -hmm. um, the naked truth about sexuality okay Um, that book is also in our library she touches on that and just kind of you know going through all the different kind of mindsets that you could have um yeah, so she goes through that really well.
1: Okay. So that that's one's so also good. in our
0: library, I believe. So good that um, you mentioned that. Yeah, but that one, yes. Yeah, so in our, that's the one, that's what I was thinking of earlier. In Amazing. In our um, healthy sex, got it. whatever, <laughs> that episode, we talked about how, you know, that's one of the things that, you know, if you're thinking of a healthy marriage, mm-hmm. you're thinking of a healthy sex life. That's right. Which, which means if you're engaging in that on the regs.
1: That's right. Absolutely. Love that. Okay. So those were our five big topics we wanted to go over with you guys on what does a godly marriage look like according to scripture. And now we want to give you guys just some little practical truths as well on that um, to start implementing those things now. This might feel like we just threw, you know, 10 years worth of work for you on your laps. <laughs> Don't read this, like and this and this and this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Take it piece by piece. You you guys know each other best. Mm-hmm. Um the bottom line is study the scriptures, K. Okay? Hold each other up in prayer and move forward on what you need to move forward with. That's the bottom line. So yeah. preparing for a godly marriage, what does that look like? It means praying together, right? Praying together is such an act of uh, it's just such an act of unity and coming forward together in humility and knowing that you're each not perfect and you know developing so much more intimacy on that level of knowing each other like really knowing each other and who each other is and bringing things to the Lord um, and then you can pray specifically over things you know that you're struggling with or that um, is is a big stronghold in your relationship and bring it together before the Lord um as a couple because that is so powerful and that's something that we pray you continue to do into your marriage for the rest of your lives is prioritize praying together
0: yeah so starting now would be great yes. before you're even married right mm-hmm. learning what it's like to pray together getting comfortable praying yeah. out loud things like that that's just practicing right. is good uh so another one here for preparing like what does it look like um something you could do is get an accountability partner yeah. so whether that's like Having a couple or just a single person, otherwise, you know, whatever it looks like, just having someone to pour into you. because mm-hmm. um, like it says in Proverbs, right? As iron sharpens iron, yeah. So one man sharpens another, right? That's right? So we're just, you know, honing each other, getting, I don't know, getting all those sharp edges. Yes. Um, sort it out and just having someone to look in and check in and be like, hey, I see this, you know, what's going on there? Or what are your thoughts on this? And just have someone even like, you know, you have these big questions. Maybe you're not comfortable talking with your family about it. Yeah, that's right. You know, and you have someone who you can be like, hey, what do I do about this? You know, just these like random questions that come into your mind. Having someone you can be comfortable with and open with, I think would be really, really a wise decision.
1: Yeah. And Alana has talked. She made a really good point um, a few episodes back on the topic of what do you do when you and your boyfriend slash or girlfriend um, and you are just having a really hard time with sexual boundaries? How do you make sexual boundaries? Mm-hmm. What does that look like? Et cetera, et cetera. We're going to be answering those questions way more in depth in our next coming episodes. But... We're going to tell you a big hint is getting an accountability partner ASAP to hold you true to what you are promising to one another in honoring each other's bodies, the marriage bed, and God's design for marriage, okay? And that is your sexuality you are going to be guarding. And it's all for the best. I promise you that. So accountability partner also for making those boundaries and sticking to them. And then with that, you guys, like, ultimately, pursuing God first is the answer to everything. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, it's so easy when you're so fixated on one another and you're so in love and you can't wait for this and can't wait for that. And I love that, by the way. Don't ever stop having things you're looking forward to and and pursuing each other in that regard. But it's so easy for us to lose sight of our God between that and almost putting each other before our relationship with Christ. And we've all all been there, done that. We've all been there, done that, okay? So this is your friendly reminder to really check your heart and see where you're at in pursuing Christ in your relationship and before your relationship because – you are God's before you're anyone else's. Let that sink in for a second because yeah. that's ultimately where it's at, right? And then the bonus is when you are pursuing God that fully, you're ultimately serving the other in a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful way. And I think that's just amazing how God works that way. Yeah. No, I love I love that we have this one in here because I think it's so true. I
0: think it can be way too easy and probably even too almost acceptable, maybe, Mm -hmm. um, to have your spouse as an idol. Yeah. And I, I don't know if it's, it's something that's very talked about. Um, Mm -hmm. but I think you have to be really intentional about asking God for forgiveness. If that's something that you have struggled with, um, and just, yeah, like you said, checking your heart and being intentional about, about your relationship with the Lord. Um, yeah I think that's really important. Absolutely. So having um, said all this, I think above and over top, we could forever talk about it. But to just have conversations, we say it a million times. Yeah, um, having conversations on expectations, um, desires, dreams, I think um, as you know, a couple preparing for marriage is really important um, expectations for, you know, you know, everything. I feel like there's so many things that can get forgotten about, you know, I mean, we're, we're so honed in here on intimacy, which is great. And that's the point of this, but there's also like, you know, how often are we going to see your parents or my parents? And how many kids do you want? You know, you're having conversations about expectations around the holidays or, um, birthdays. I feel like there's so many things that as a couple, there's just, there's so much to talk about, but do not forget to also talk about intimacy and marriage oh. and what that's going to look like. Because um, yeah. sometimes the wedding can be like the, ah, like that's the peak yeah, and you're like, like yeah, exactly. you're preparing for a wedding. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: All of the pressure, all of the glory, all of the focus gets put on the wedding. Yeah. We've said it before. If that's what all the focus is on, you're going to be sorely disappointed Uh, Exactly. too long into your marriage because that's what you should ultimately be preparing for and doing this groundwork for is your forever after yeah
0: exactly so just make sure you're you're talking about the marriage too and and what the looks like and the ins and outs of it Um, because yes that's that's what we're here for that's the point it's not for the wedding it's for what comes afterwards the honeymoon and beyond so
1: absolutely so with that said I think that would be a really good idea, Alana, with what you said, to maybe just sit down together and write a list of of your expectations, of your desires, of your dreams, of your goals. You know, like are you that person that makes three, six, nine, twelve goals and one, three, five-year goals and your spouse is like – or your fiancé is like <laughs> – I don't even know what I'm doing tomorrow. Like, you know, how are you going to mesh that together, you two? Like, have those conversations so that you're not ending up in frustration by the end of the day. Because if you just simply do not understand each other because you haven't had that chat, that's really sad because that's how most arguments come into play. It's Because there's just a misunderstanding and that conversation maybe hasn't been opened up onto the floor as like, let's hash this out. Let's have like really good communication sesh here and just like, how do you feel about this? How do you go about this? And likewise, you know, and writing those things down and then working together as a team to like equal grounds on it, you know?
0: Yeah. So, and if there's things that, I mean, we had so many amazing questions and we wanted to get to some and answer them here, but we kind of just ran out of time but if you have other things that you'd love for us to chat about in this premarital series, yeah. please shoot us a message, email us, you know, let us know, you know, I've got this question. Can we talk about this? Yeah. And Paris and I will try and do a live too one of these days that would even probably be helpful yes. just to, to tackle some of the questions that we maybe don't get to in the episodes because there's a lot to tackle in the premarital series, but we'd also really encourage you to get do premarital counseling with someone like, yes, with a church with a pastor, with yes. with someone, just have someone helping you, you know, prepare you for the marriage. Because um, this is one thing, this is great to listen to a podcast, but I feel like to have someone sit down with you and just have that open conversation all together is what's, what would be really, really beneficial for you guys. So Absolutely. this is a great start, but now you got to do some work and listen to what the Lord's telling you and read the all the things that we told you to read and, and go from there. <laughs> because you're just all you're preparing this this is for you right this is for you and your right. future husband so it's yeah. worth it
1: yeah it is worth it learning now how to prepare for your future marriage is something you're forever going to be grateful for and I'm pretty sure that every married couple would agree with me on that because we've all made so many mistakes, you guys like as we're talking through this I'm like dang Paris like What were you thinking? (laughs) Like, why didn't you do some of these? You know, there's so many things we can look back on, be like, wow, like, where was my brain? So Alana and I always say, like, we wish we had a resource like this when we were dating and we didn't. So we are just praying that this really blesses you guys. And like Alana said, um, keep the messages coming as we go into this and as we work closely with you guys in the next few weeks. Um, because we're here to see you succeed. Okay. God is here to see you succeed. And we're just playing, praying so many blessings over you guys through this. Hey friends, thank you so much for hanging out with us as we dive deeper into meaningful godly intimacy, tackle the hard questions and embrace truth while we're at it. We're also on Instagram at Kingdom Sexuality. You'll find our Instagram handle below in the show notes. We will also see any other resource links we may have mentioned in today's episode. As always, our hearts are to cultivate deep community and freedom with you guys. And we cannot wait to continue this journey alongside you. We'll see you in the next episode.